0: Welcome to the Good Work Leadership Podcast. We're your hosts, Laura and Jason Lowen.
1: As a married couple with a combined 33 years of ministry experience, we wanna walk with you on your journey of leadership with Christ-centered and relationally strong guidance.
0: Having planted a new church, Union Flint, and being entrepreneurs, we want you and others to say good work as you think about the way you lead.
1: Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, Philippians 1.6.
0: We are passionate about helping you discover your own God-given abilities and steward them well. Pull up a seat and let's get cozy. And real. As we dive into leading well.
1: Let's enter into that good work.
0: So let's chat who to invest into when you are in a leadership role, it's very important, whether it's ministry, business, whatever, you're always going to have people. You should always have people that you are training up, right? Yeah. And that you are kind of taking along with you in your journey. And it can be hard sometimes because I think the the temptation, the tendency is to think we should invest into anyone and everyone. But as we know, there's major pitfalls that come with that.
1: Well, and I think sometimes it's yeah, it's maybe investing into anyone and everyone, but maybe I think the other temptation is to invest in like, who seems most like willing or most, Mm -hmm. uh, or who might have the best return on investment. You know, we, uh, we, we were in youth ministry, you know, for like a decade and, and sometimes like the temptation to invest in like, the cool football star Mm -hmm. was, you know, or whatever that might be in in whatever business or ministry situation, whatever that might be for you. But like for us, like that was always a temptation is like, you know, the the cool kid or whoever that might be. Right. Um, And that came back to bite us in the butt more times than we care to count. Um, I I think now, at least in the church world, I I would say when it comes to who we should invest in, we should invest in the spiritually motivated. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And I, and I think, I know like for you and your business, uh, what, what could, because your business is outside of just like Christian circles, uh, it's more, you, you can't really look at it from the standpoint of spiritually motivated, but, but certainly like the motivation to whether it's make money or whatever that might be like there, there, there has to be like a, I don't know, like a standard that you're looking for, like, and, and then who, who's going to, who's going to get you there. And just because someone, um, says they're all excited about doing something, like doesn't necessarily mean that they're worth you investing your time into. Like I, I know you've seen, you've seen like women that uh, have said that they really want you to invest in them, and then within like a month or two of you spending time with them, they're like, I quit, I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. So like, what is it for you, like in your business, that? are kind of like maybe that standard or those like kind of benchmarks that you would be looking for, for someone that you would like, I'm going to invest in that person.
0: I think when we give people just a couple simple things that they can do, like really low level, like, Hey, I need you to watch this video. I'd really encourage you to, uh, you know, write out your answer to these questions or whatever it is. And when they can show me that they can get back to me and kind of complete these very simple tasks, then to me, that's like, okay, they're in this. They're super interested. But if people, first of all, don't do the things I'm suggesting, and then secondly, if they're making excuses for why they can't do those things and you know, excuses are like butts, right? We all have them. They (laughs) They all stink. stink. (laughs) They do.
1: One of the greatest youth ministry lines I've ever used. It
0: sure is. Yeah, I think for me that's that's kind of baseline. And I don't think that we have to – I think sometimes we can think, well, that's very arrogant of me as a leader, as the leader – to give someone like a homework assignment and kind of test them, if you will. But really, it's like a barometer. It's a gauge for where are they at. And it's not saying that we know everything. It's not saying that we are the end-all, be-all. But it's saying, listen, I'm a couple steps ahead of you in this, and I would really love to help you. And so it's kind of almost like a gauge I look at it as is, how willing are you to let me help you?
1: hmm yeah yeah and i and i think like i mean we see this in the example of jesus and i think that you i mean it's evident in all in all sectors of business and leadership that like part of our role as a leader is to serve those you know that that are in the business with us maybe that we might be leading them but really it's it's like in a lot of ways it's our job to serve them so that they can mm-hmm. do the best possible work you know out there and like jesus gave us like the perfect example of what it looks like to be, you know, a a, a servant leader, and and I know mm-hmm. in, um, you know in in youth ministry, and now that you know we're we're leading and running Union Flint, uh, there there's definitely already. I mean, we've only been doing this for like three four months now, mm-hmm. but we've already seen people that at least initially seemed like on paper, and even in initial conversations, that they were that they were gonna be like uh really great leaders really great like rock stars teams. yeah like rock stars we starters. thought
0: we could count on them we thought mm-hmm. for sure this is it yeah. they're it
1: yeah yeah and 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 it's it's been on several different occasions not even just like one or two people but like mm-hmm. several and so like you know part of our role again being like that servant leader so like we we spend that time like investing into them serving them uh praying for them lifting them up calling them um man and and then to realize that uh like it, it kind of feels like sideways energy now there are times where like we are called to invest into people and like then they get sent out and they yeah. and they go and do bigger and better things and it's like man like that investment was worthwhile even if it was just for a couple days couple weeks couple months right um but i do think that like really really evaluating like is this person is this person motivated in the church world are, are they spiritually motivated it's
0: like are they ready
1: yeah
0: are they ready to receive the investment. And I think we have to constantly, in our, in our humanity, we have to separate, as much as we can, the temptation to be like, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. How can you make me look better? How can, as your leader, as your whatever, mentor, coach... It's like, no, it's not about what you can do for me and how you can make me look better and give me better social proof, but it's like, I really want to invest in you. I really want to help to bring out the God-given talents and just skills that you have, you know? Um, And I think when we can come from that place, then we don't need to feel weird about, I guess, measuring other people's response To us in this because it's not it's not a judgment on I feel like them even like morally or necessarily spiritually but it's more just like hey I'm looking for people to coach or mentor and I would love it to be you however if this is something that you're just quite not ready for then that's okay but we, we can't you know, keep, because the reality is like,
1: we only have, you know, a limited amount of time, energy. And like, if we find ourselves like chasing our tails, trying to like convince them or whatever Mm -hmm. to like, to do a certain thing, because we know in our hearts, because we've been down that road, because we've experienced it. Like, this is the best thing for you in this moment, Mm -hmm. even if it feels hard or awkward or whatever, um, it, because we've been there, like we know that that's what's best for them and if we're just constantly chasing our tails and like they've proven that like they're not going to they're not going to do what we ask then i i think it's time and that's why i, I like what you said about give them a couple like initial like almost like testing like a yeah. testing ground
0: assignments yeah. homework whatever not, not
1: busy work you don't ever no. want to give them busy work where they feel like man i'm just wasting my something time something
0: that matters like hey i would like you to read um you know john chapter 4 Mm-hmm. And let's discuss it on Monday evening at eight PM. It's a very like li- listen, like yeah. anyone can read a chapter.
1: And am I gonna am I gonna have to babysit you on how right. to like you know show up at that day on that time? Right. Or are you like motivated enough to do it? Like so. What the guy that I'm uh, coaching, mentoring right now, um, you know, there there are things that like he and I will talk about that. Like I'll give him. You know an assignment or like hey why don't you go do this and there's been times where like don't tell anybody i've forgotten some of those things <laughs> that i that i oh told your secret
0: safe with us secret safe with
1: us <laughs> on the worldwide webs yes uh that i've like forgotten a couple of those things and like he'll come back and be like hey jason so i was i was doing this this and this and this i'm like oh i totally forgot that i told you yeah how did that go what did you yeah. learn Um, And so, like, for me, like, that's just such a joy that Mm -hmm. that he is just so motivated to grow and learn, you know, to become the best version of who God has created him to be. Um, And already, like, I've asked him to do some really, really tough things that Mm -hmm. I know are what's best for him. Mm -hmm. And he's done it. Yeah. And, you know, cried about it and worked through it. And you know what? He knows even already just a few moments past doing those things. Okay, I'm glad I did it. That was the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, like that's that's where like a couple of those small things, you know, are really really. They helpful.
0: they really they add up and they communicate a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Are you looking to be fed spiritually throughout the week, uh, our church, Union Flint, we meet uh, on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 Central. Uh, you can find us online at our Union Digital campus at unionflint.com slash live. I actually even have an iPad up on stage. I'd love to even chat with you throughout the service. So look forward to seeing you Thursday.
0: I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed is that we can't want it for someone more than what they want it for themselves. Like I in my business, I can't want someone's success and, and them to have financial freedom. You know, I work with a lot of moms who they either want to be stay at home moms or they are stay at home moms and they want to make more income for their family, right? Like I can't want that financial freedom and that sense of like peace that comes from having your bills paid. I can't want that more for them than they do we as church leaders, we can't want someone to thrive in their relationship with Jesus and to grow and to take those steps more than what they want for themselves. And I think so much of this comes down to that. So let me ask you this. When, when you do find yourself as a leader in a situation where you're mentoring someone, you're coaching someone, and you kind of wake up to the fact that the writing's on the wall. Like, they don't actually want this very much at all. It's like dragging them through this. It's miserable for you. Clearly, it's miserable for them. What do you do at that point when you know you're at a dead end?
1: You mean besides, like, take them out back and shoot them? You can't really do that, right? <laughs> sometimes, But sometimes, like, that's what it feels like. Like, I've I've just been spending...
0: where are you?
1: I've just been spending, like, you know maybe hours and hours and hours, maybe even weeks on end. And now, now it feels like what, what's going on? Like why? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you want to pull your hair out.
0: I think, um, I think it's important. Let me just say here, I think it's important to deal with the emotions that you have and to just, just to acknowledge that like you're human too. Like, yes, you're a leader, but you're human and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what sector you're in. Um, it, it's probably going to feel a little bit like a betrayal, it's probably going to feel sad. You might be angry. You might be heartbroken for them. Um,
1: and and I think that that's one of the things that, like, certainly dealing with those own emotions for ourselves as a leader. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't walk into that conversation feeling like, I want to take you back and shoot you right now. No, you of can't course not. But, um, but I do think that it, it will be healthy to have a version of that conversation with them that saying something to the effect of, like, man, like it feels to me right now that, that maybe this isn't a priority for you. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, that, that I really want to protect my time and I value your time way too much for us to just to get together and talk about the things that you didn't do. To talk to, so, so I think that having that initial upfront honest conversation is good. Yeah. Um, and, and I do think that, you know, as you said, like sometimes the writing's on the wall. Um, we, we were actually just in a, a like Bible study group. And we're walking into summer in Michigan, where like we're all busy, and you know like. And we
0: only get three months of summer. Yeah, so you got to take advantage of warmth of at yeah. all. <laughs>
1: um, and so even though like our group was predominantly online, like it was a Zoom based Bible study, uh, and yet we knew like, not and and not because anyone was already like dropping off the face of the planet or anything like that. But like we saw the writing on the wall that mm-hmm. like if we were going to do this through the summer, it was going to be like pulling teeth yep. for us to want to be there, for any of the others in the group to want to so be there. So part of
0: it is you have to be proactive yeah. is what I hear you say.
1: Be, being proactive, having the conversation up front. Uh, and,
0: and a conversation that's not shaming, right? Because yeah. what you said... Was, that was some tough love. It was honest. It was loving. It was kind, but it wasn't shaming. And I think especially for those of us who grew up in families where there was some shaming going on, which I would venture to say is the vast, vast majority of us, um, we need to really guard our tongue when we're speaking to people and especially having those potentially difficult conversations that we're not trying to put shame on people, but rather I think to say, listen, this is what I see using those I statements. That's very important. Of course, it's like communication 101 instead of saying you do this, you don't do this. It's not finger pointing. It's it's saying this is how I'm feeling. This Mm -hmm. is how I'm taking it, which is what you started with. And then I think also reassuring them that, hey, I'm here for you. I'm on your team I'm in your corner I think kind of finishing the conversation with something like that is really huge so that way they know it's not like Jason's writing me off it's not like Laura is saying oh I'm the worst person in the world but they still can have the reassurance that we're there for them
1: yeah and and I think like with like the whole I mean with, with all of this there people are gonna go through seasons mm-hmm. and maybe they're like with our Bible study group like there this is a season where we need to take a break yeah. And we may or may not be able to, hopefully we'll be able to pick things back up in the fall. But, but I think too, like with like maybe more like one-on-one, whether it's business or like more of a spiritual mentoring, like there's going to be seasons where like not, not everyone's going to be able to run at a hundred all the time. Right. So there's going to be seasons where you, you feel like maybe not as motivated. Mm -hmm. um, And the person you're coaching, you know, is you're starting to sense like, hey, Maybe that's waning a little bit. And that could just be because of life circumstance. Yep. There could be something going on in their personal life that maybe you're not aware of. Um, and, and so I think that instead of immediately jumping to the let's end this because I'm starting to see like your motivation wane a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if you come in asking questions and asking good questions, um, that can really help to uncover what's actually going on. And so maybe if you're, you know, like if you're coaching or mentoring them, uh, you know, in like, say how to study the Bible, but their marriage is falling apart. Okay. Well, maybe I've asked you some questions because it seems like maybe you're not as engaged in the Bible study in the way we were, but now through these questions, realizing there's something going on in your home with your marriage, mm-hmm. let's take a pause on like learning to study the Bible right now. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's, let's address this marriage issue. And maybe it's getting into counseling and let's take a break for the mentoring, or maybe it's in our mentoring, we focus on that. So, um, I think being willing to be flexible, asking great questions, uh, and, and really as you said, like making sure that they know, hey, I'm in your corner. Um, and if we need a shift or adjust, like let's do that. But let's again, like the, the end goal is is not to walk through and like make more money or get to the point where you're like, you know, a better, you know, childcare worker in the church nursery. Like that's not the goal. The goal is to see, you know, our friends or family or coworkers, whoever they might be. Become the best version of who God's created them to be, yeah. um, and and we just we just happen to be a you know a part of that journey for them.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey, if you are listening to this episode and it's been an encouragement to you, it's been a blessing to you. We would love it if you would just take a screenshot right now of this episode. Take a screenshot of your phone, and would you tag us? at Union Flint, and would you put it on Instagram, Facebook if you don't have Instagram, but tag us on Instagram. Let us know what you are learning and how God has been moving in your heart through this. What about for the people who I think a lot of women in particular struggle with this, but they just want to give and give and give and serve and serve and serve. And they can get to the point where they kind of have that red flag in their spirit. It's like, uh, I think someone might be taking advantage of me or I think maybe they actually don't want my help that much, but I feel like I owe it to them. I feel like I should, should, should help them do this Serve them. Like, how How do you kind of course correct when your bent is just to help everyone all the time? Sure.
1: I, I'm, I'm going to answer this question exclusively from, like, a Christian worldview.
0: <laughs> well, good. Uh,
1: I, I think that what Jesus did, the example that he gave us, uh, I mean, because one of the things I like to say at, at Union is, you you look like Jesus when you serve others, mm-hmm. um, but if you if you look at the life of Jesus when he was serving others, like he was constantly taking time away to like get away and be j- alone, just him and his father, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that sometimes we can get so wrapped up in the needs of other people. I know I can certainly do that. My my tendency is to serve first. Um, and, and I know that Jason
0: is an Enneagram one wing two mm-hmm. and that two is pretty strong, which is where a lot of that servant heartedness comes from. Yeah. And then you got the Holy Spirit in there.
1: Sure. And, and, and but I think like with the example that, that Jesus gave us, I, I, th- I think that with the example that Jesus gave us of like how he lived, that he was constantly taking time away with the father i think that for for myself or you know you called out a lot of women that that might tend to fall into that into that camp of just serving 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 and then wondering is someone taking advantage of me like the closer we are to our father mm-hmm. the, the more aware we are of what's going on yeah um be because the, i mean the reality is like the the spiritual reality the things that are like unseen physically with their eyes like yeah, that that's where that is coming from, right? Our battle is not against flesh and blood. There are there's an enemy out there that's seeking to steal, kill, and destroy, mm-hmm. um, and and you know some of our best intentions can lead us down, you know, some some wrong paths. So I think that for for us as Jesus followers to make sure that we're spending time with God every single day, reading the Bible and praying, and then if we have that check in our spirit that I'm wondering if like ask God. Yeah. Because there may be times where, yes, someone's absolutely taking advantage of you, and God might yet still say, keep serving them. Right. But then there's other times where you're like, yeah, I think they're taking advantage of me. And and our Father in Heaven's like, you know what? You need to take a step back. And they need to experience the consequences of their actions. Or they need, you know, or, or whoever it is that you're serving, like, you just need to leave them alone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um So i don't think that there's necessarily any one right response to that person i think the one right response is spend time with our father in heaven and ask him what to do
0: yep go to god and obviously he promises us that he will give us wisdom Mm -hmm. when we ask for it and so we ask for that wisdom we ask for that discernment he's going to give it no matter what and that i believe can go for god who should i invest in how should I invest in them? Lord, would you help me as I continue? You know, give me wisdom as I go on with them. God, give me discernment as to whether I should end this <laughs> or or keep going. He's, you know, he's faithful and good and we can go to him with all of it.
1: Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think when it, when it comes to who we should invest in, I think these are you know some some good reminders for me you know as we're obviously still on the front end of this journey of starting union flint mm-hmm. and you know just just a couple months in at this point so definitely good reminders for us but hopefully yeah uh, this conversation is helpful for others as well